Hello, Michelle Laurie here. It's no secret that Australia's property market is out of control these days, but I, for one, can't seem to stop following along. I've become a bit obsessed with it, to be honest. What's up, what's down, and who on earth is paying those prices for those houses? So I want to personally recommend a podcast for you. It's called Real Property. It'll keep you across the latest information on the Australian property market in a clear and easy-to-digest way. Real Property, building a community of more informed property buyers. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The producers of this podcast recognize the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging. I'm really open about the fact that I am a really anxious person. I've I've had to deal with anxiety sort of my whole life and when you're young you don't necessarily have the language to be able to talk about it or realise what it even is. And then when you think back with that knowledge and that perspective, you go, whoa, I was an anxious, neurotic kid, or wow, there were some behaviours in that you just go, shit, I really needed some help. That's Sai Waifu. She's a fashion designer and artist who was recently featured on Network 10's Making It Australia. She comes across as a delightfully kooky auntie type, but believe me, she's had to be a real warrior to get where she is. I'm Michelle Laurie and this is Calm Your Farm. Tips and tricks for taking care of you from the unlikeliest of gurus. Sai Waifu's endearingly sweet personality belies a tenacious spirit. In childhood, she was faced with a lot of pressure to live up to a very narrow set of criteria, both at home and at school. As she grew up, she realised she didn't want to live the life that she was being groomed for. Winning the right to be her own person was tough. So how has Sai Waifu done that and found calmness too? I think, you know, coming from you know, the migrant background and things like that, there's always, I think it's the trope of you need to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever. Mum was more encouraging than Dad. Dad was always very, um, it's survival and living that way, not you need to be happy. We came here in the 80s and my parents made the decision to move us out here because, you know, better opportunities out from Malaysia um, in terms of just education and, and things like that. So, and I was always seen as the bright one in the family and the one that would do really well. So there's that pressure inherently 
but I went to a really academic school as well. So, you know, there was layers of pressure built in there. And also I put a huge amount of pressure on myself as well. So it just it builds and builds and builds. I remember having my first anxiety attack in a math class and just thinking the world was coming down around me. And I such a strong memory. It was really visceral and it was, you know, I remember getting like this kind of cold, hot sweat, the cold, hot sweat, you know, all that sort of stuff. And you kind of think back, you go, whoa, okay. And then being in that pressure cooker environment of going to a very academic school where the pressure was on everyone. It wasn't just from your parents or your teachers. It was also from your peers. The pressure these kids would put on themselves as well. It was just not normal. I remember like we, this was like year 12, we got our mid-year results and people were crying because they didn't get full straight A's or, you know, things like that. And it's just, you know, they were going, oh my God, my plans are getting into med or whatever aren't going to happen. The thing is, no one knew any better. Like, you know, this, this conversation about normalising mental health and things like that is so good because there are kids that don't have to go through that. There's, you know, people that don't have to go through that. By that stage, I'd realised that I wanted to go into a creative area. So by that stage, I didn't care about my results and ended up doing incredibly well, uh, which was a big irony. But um, I sort of had to negotiate with dad to say, hey, I'm going to go into something creative. And I said, oh, look, you know, I want to get into fashion because it was a creative practice that still had a career at the end of it. Like, you know, I could go work in commercial fashion and things like that. And it was also quite difficult to get into. So it was just interview based. It didn't count on your marks. So I said to dad, look, if I get in on a first round offer, like they offer me, you know, a spot then I'll take it. But otherwise I'm going to work as hard as I can and, you know, try for like law comp, whatever. So that was, that was a compromise. <laughs> I think my work is quite, it's on a quite a small scale. So I want to pe invite people in to look at it further and look at it more. Um, and then I work, then you know, the, the other side of my practice is more working t with um, exploring my own migrant experience or my own experience of being Asian as well. And it's something that I kind of avoided initially doing in my work. Um, but then I've realised I can't pick that apart from my experience. So it's going to come in in some way or another. And I think, you know, a lot of that work's been born out of that migrant experience, the levels of casual racism, you know, all, all that sort of stuff. And then feeding into that some more is through COVID and everything, the blatant racism that was around that and being reminded of your otherness all the time. I largely am isolated from it a lot of the time, but when it does come up, it's like a punch in the face. It's really, it's, it, it really knocks the wind out of you. I don't know what it is about me. <laughs> I think it's because I maybe put people at ease or, you know, I have a very broad Australian accent as well. So people think it's okay to talk to me like I'm not Asian. They'll say things like, oh, I'm not racist, but da 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 da, followed by, oh, you know what I mean. And I go, what do you mean? It's that 
kind of duality with it and I but I do find it happens to me a lot in that particular way and I don't know what kind of makes it what in their mind makes it okay to do that the moment you kind of go hey you you call somebody out about it they're you know it's that whole thing of it's worse to be called a racist than it is to be racist yeah. you get that real blowback and you go, oh, no, 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 I, that's not what I meant. I'm like, well, that's what you said and that's how I could, oh, no, no, you're twisting my words or you're, and I'm like, well, that's what you said. You know, it dredges up a lot of stuff from when I was young because we migrated here when, you know, like I was five and we were one of the first Chinese families in the area and being called Ching Chong and Chink and, you know, all that sort of stuff as a child and, being told that, oh, no, you can't play that character because they're not Asian. <laughs> you know, you can't be Cinderella in a school play because Cinderella clearly wasn't a little Asian girl. Ask anyone sort of from a migrant background or, or that's experienced this. It's not so much the one thing. It's that chipping away. It's just that layer and the layer and that, that weight of those words that are on you all the time. We're tired. We're tired and we don't want to make it about race all the time. But the thing is, we have to, because if we don't call it out, it's just going to keep going. It's terrifying sharing your work. It really is very confronting. I mean, I've done it now in in the sense that I've done it from the perspective of showing my artwork. Then I took it one notch up further and did it on national television, which was really confronting because you're in an environment that is so different from anything you've ever been in. You've got cameras on you, you're, you're thrown in, and then you have to sort of just go, oh, I need to also perform and not look like an idiot in front of a rolling camera. But then you forget as well, and you forget you're mic'd up. So I don't know what's on that B-reel of my craziness. It's always, it's always easy for people to sort of poo-poo what you do or say something negative about it. But, you know, putting it out there is actually a, a really brave thing to do. And that's for anyone, whether you're showing an exhibition or just showing, you know, social media or whatever. But you don't have to do it. You don't have to have an end goal to it. You know, the way I was brought up is you don't make a fuss, you don't, you know, do this and stuff. But then you come to a point where you go, I'm not a chicken nugget. I'm not here to make everyone happy, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I can't be everything to everyone, so I'm only responsible for my own happiness. As long as I don't hurt anyone or do anything awful to anyone, you know, continue to be kind to people, all that sort of stuff. But just you've got to actually pursue that that thing that makes you happy, whatever that is. For more tips on taking care of you from the unlikeliest of gurus, including recipes for relaxing body products you can make at home, things to read and watch instead of scrolling through your phone, cheap, cheerful and calming gift ideas, go to calmyourfarm.com.au. We'd love to hear your ideas too. This has been another Smartfella production in conjunction with the Acast Creator Network. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact... 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 